Kinsey Presno, and this is Kindle and Kerosene, a podcast where I share stories and strategies to inspire, encourage, and challenge you to ignite your life. Whether you need a spark to get started or fuel to keep going, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number 82 of Kindle and Kerosene. I'm Kinsey Presnell, and I am super thankful that you're here today. I hope that you are having an awesome week so far, and I'm not sure if you caught last week's episode or not, but if you didn't have a chance to listen, I highly encourage you to take some time and just go back a week and take a listen. I talked about just waking up and getting back involved in our life, getting out of snooze control, and just finding joy and excitement in the everyday mundane parts of life because it's really where we live right we live in the everyday and kind of the mundane so we've got to learn to find just joy and excitement and just get back involved in life again but i know that i have been challenged daily by this whole thought of living in snooze control and walking around with blinders on so I hope that the message is it just encourages and challenges you too. But for this week, I kind of just went back and forth on my topic, but I ended up settling on this idea of building a foundation. And you know, it always comes from when something comes at me from multiple directions, whether it's in my family or at the gym, usually I'm like, okay, there's something to this. Like this is a thing that Maybe we just need to talk through and and think about. And this whole idea of a foundation has come up a lot, both at home and in the gym. So at home, we've been having uh, conversations with our kids a lot lately about mastering the basics and just the importance of taking the time to build a foundation and the skills that they're trying to learn. And the topic has come up in their schoolwork as well as in their sports, you know, when it comes to school, we seem to have this conversation as we're working through math homework. It's like every, like, come on, we have to understand this. Like, it's the foundation as we move forward. And we seem to have the conversation with our son, Blaze, more than we do our, our daughter. But, you know, he just kind of wants to skip over and figure out a way to cheat the system and just kind of pass the test. It was not too many months ago, he was studying for a test and it was math and, you know, the teacher's kind enough to give him a study guide that is really like the test, like the whole test. And his idea, which, you know, genius, but he was going to memorize the problems. He was going to memorize the answers and he was just going to ace the test that way. Very little understanding of the concepts and all this. We have to have this conversation like, listen, it's great that you can memorize these things and it's great that you get an A, but like the next lesson that you have in math is going to build on this one. Like we just can't skip over this and get a decent grade on the test because when it comes to the next one, like we haven't learned, we haven't mastered this so that we can move to the next step. But I really think like it's not just him, right? It is hard to teach a 13-year-old like, that you have to understand that, you know, you need to work on the basics, even though they're not fancy, even though they're boring, right? But each skill that he's learning is helping to build a foundation. So like now that he, when he gets even past the next lesson, right, and into algebra or some of the harder math classes, 
He'll have a good understanding of the basics. He'll have a foundation, right? But we all want to skip that part. We all want to get to the fancy stuff. We all want to just like rush through and not take the time to just, you know, really dig in and learn and just keep building and building on a foundation. And you are having the same chats with our daughter, right? She's started to enjoy lifting the barbell, which is kind of a miracle because my child literally hated anything to do with physical activity up until about a year ago. And so she's really taken to lifting the barbell, but she just wants to get to the fancy lifts. She has no desire whatsoever to drill the basics. She does not want to work with the PVC. She does not want to do the uh, training bar with light weights. Like she just wants to see how much she can lift and how fast she can do it. Right? She doesn't care about her foundation. But, you know, when we look at it, I see, you know, everything that is is done requires this foundation if you want to do it for a long time. So just like the conversations with my kids, I have to have with myself. Like I find myself wanting to skip this process of building a foundation. I want to get to like the cool thing or, you know, I just want to skip ahead to the skill. Like forget this. I'll figure this out later. I'll learn it as I go. Instead, really what I need or what the better idea would be is to take a few weeks, take a few months and really build a solid foundation. Because the truth is a solid foundation is necessary to long-term, long-term success in any skill. It doesn't matter what you're trying to learn. Uh, you're in the gym, you're in maybe a martial art like jujitsu or uh, basketball, or maybe it's music or anything like that. You know, it always starts with a foundation. Like, good luck trying to play like this great piece on the piano if you don't know how to read the music right? The reading of the music is a foundation to playing. But it's something that we have to continually build even as our skills progress. But again, like the deal with the foundation is that it usually isn't very exciting or fancy. It is basic and it can feel boring and it can take a long time to build. Like you want to do one little foundational class and be done. Like No, you know, we run power clean clinics in the gym once a month. And, you know, our barbell coach does a phenomenal job of teaching the basics. But it's like, that's not just it. Just because you came to one class, like you don't have an incredible foundation. Your foundation isn't strong. Sure, you're working on it. You're putting building blocks in place. But foundations take a long time to build. But if you take the time and commit to patiently building a strong foundation, your progress as the skills that you're trying to work on, they, as it gets more complex, your progress is going to be so much faster than someone who had rushed the foundation. And really what I want to talk about this in relation to today is as it relates to fitness and why. And I'll say because we all want to skip the foundation and get right to the fun stuff. We do. When we switched our programming a few months ago, we saw a major shift in pull-ups You know, we used to, when we programmed, there were a lot of high volume kipping pull-ups in our workouts and and we were all doing them fine, but now 90% probably of all pull-ups that we do are strict pull-ups or tempo strict pull-ups. And like, trust me, we have heard about it. Like every, we're upper body right now, Tuesdays and Thursdays, every Tuesday and Thursday. 
why are we doing so many strict pull-ups? Well, I can do more kipping pull-ups than I can do strict pull-ups. So why do I have to do the strict pull-ups? But I want to do butterfly pull-ups. Well, what about muscle-ups? Like all of these questions all the time. And I get it because strict pull-ups suck. They're hard. Like they're really, really hard. And most of us aren't great at them. But strict pull-ups are the foundational movement for all other pull-ups that you want to do or really any other pulling motion that you want to do. Kipping pull-up, a butterfly pull-up, and 100% the foundation for a muscle-up. And this doesn't mean that you have to be able to perform strict pull-ups in order to do kipping or butterfly pull-ups. Like again, we were programming a lot of pull-ups and a lot of pull-up volume that we were kipping throughout workouts a few months ago. And a lot of people can do 10 plus, really, 10 plus kipping or butterfly pull-ups, but they cannot do three strict pull-ups. So if all you're worried about is doing the volume of pull-ups written in your workouts, I can see why you'd push strict push-ups to the back burner, right? If you get a workout and it's like a just, you know, maybe something like we were programming um, off of a few months ago, and there's like 50 pull-ups in the workout or a like a chunk of 30 pull-ups, like, I mean, most of us are not going to be restricting that, right? It's like, you know, screw the strict pull-up. I'm going to go to the kipping pull-up. I'm going to get it done. But if you want to be doing pull-ups for a long time, if you want to keep your shoulders healthy, if you want to build strength, guess what step one absolutely has to be? Perfect strict pull-ups. Has to be. Because when you do strict pull-ups, you're training your shoulder muscle to move the load of your body and some if you get into weighted pull-ups. But your strict pull-ups, what they do, they prep your lats, they prep the serratus anterior, the lower traps, and the smaller muscles in the shoulder like the teres major and minor, the infraspinatus, the scapula, the subscapula, right? These are muscle groups in your shoulder that protect it from the intense movement of the kip and the strict pull-up prepares and trains it. All of these muscles are essential to keeping the shoulder healthy and stable. And guess what most muscles in the shoulder that most of us underutilize? The muscles that my PT focused almost exclusively on during my shoulder rehab. The serratus anterior and the low traps. Guess you also used to do a stupid volume of kipping pull-ups and work on butterfly pull-ups and muscle-ups without having built like an insanely strong strict pull-up and strong shoulder health that could support the movement for a long time. That would be me, right? That would be me. I can do all the kipping pull-ups, right? But I skipped the step of getting really, really good at strict pull-ups before I moved on. Guess who also dealt with a shoulder injury, right? That would also be me, right? I think back to like how different my shoulder could have been if I had a really strong foundation. If I didn't worry so much years ago, I haven't done a kipping pull-up in over a year, but like if I hadn't worried so much years ago about how many pull-ups I could do and if I just spent more time building a solid foundation, building those muscles in my shoulder, Right? The strict pull-up is hard. It takes time and a progression to build. But again, it's the foundation. But here's the really, really awesome part. Once you take the time to build that foundation, those kipping movements are so much easier. They're so much easier. I'm watching like Josh and Kayla. Obviously, we've been doing 
strict strict pull-ups now for we've been on this programming golly 14 15 weeks I think with pretty much nothing but strict pull-ups and I am watching them kip on the rig we had a workout this week where um it did call for kipping pull-ups the first one in a really long time and I mean they were like floating up to a chest-to-bar pull-up like It was easy because we have spent so much time over the last few months building a foundation of a strict pull-up. So take the time and do the work and build that foundation. But I know that was like a long rant on pull-ups just because that's the question I think I keep getting asked more and more uh, than any other question when it comes to movements. But this is true for any movement that you're trying to improve. Build the foundation first. Before you add load or speed, get the basics down. Before you worry about doing kipping handstand push-ups, like, have you mastered a perfectly controlled negative? Like, what about a deficit negative? Right? Then maybe master a strength or a strict uh, handstand push-up. Build the strength, nail down the movement pattern, and then start adding the more technical skills. Before you worry about how much you can power clean, let's build the foundation, right? I'm not saying people can't walk up to a barbell and do a really, really heavy power clean. They can. It's it's kind of amazing. But here comes the difference. Technique does play into it. A foundation does play into it when you start looking at the long haul, right? A lot of people can do something once or twice, or for a month, or for six months, maybe even for a year. But eventually, that shaky foundation, it starts to falter. And that's where we find injuries and frustration and all of these other things that come along with progressing and just skipping steps along the way, skipping that whole idea of building the foundation. But like power cleans, right? Build the foundation. Work your deadlifts and your front squats. Get really, really strong in these positions. Like Practice the power clean movement. Dial in the mechanics with a light load. Don't just go pick up a bar to see if you can pick it up. Right? Dial in your mechanics. Segment the clean. Find out where the breakdown is happening. Do the drills. Build, build, build the foundation. And then, and then add the weight. You know how much harder it is to pick up a heavy barbell for someone that has poor technique versus someone with a solid Olympic lifting foundation? Like, oh my gosh, I I see it, right? I see it all the time. It's like someone with great technique picking up a barbell at the same weight as someone with poor technique looks like a completely different lift. And not only that, what it looks like, but think about your risk for injury. If you have a great foundation, the risk of you getting injured is much lower than someone that's just trying to lift heavier or lift faster or skip steps A, B, and C and go right to D. Guys, consistency and patience and time and hard work. Like you put those together and you will get your foundation built and it will be strong. It'll be strong. It'll support those quote-unquote cool skills that you decide to conquer. And again, the basics aren't fancy, but they don't have to be boring either. They don't have to be boring. You can find ways to change it up. You can get creative with structures. I would say like if you're in the building of the foundation stage, like record your progress. You know, I record my pull-ups all the time because for a long time I was like, I am like, 
I'm not making any progress. I'm still in this stupid blue band. Like, what's going on? Sometimes we just have to take the band off and try and see where we are and then record the progress. And then we have to appreciate the process that we're working on and have confidence that it is going to pay off. Right? You do the right thing long enough and the right results will follow. The right actions always produce the right results. We just don't always have the timeline in front of us. But that's what I got on foundation, guys, and building a strong one. I know it was short and sweet, but I want to just encourage you today to not skip this vital step regardless of what it is you're working on. Maybe you're not even in the gym. Like maybe you're working on basketball or you're working with the kids or you're trying to learn something, right? Build the foundation first, right? You don't need to read a chapter book before you know the alphabet, right? Get the foundation down. But I hope you guys have an absolutely awesome week. You are awesome. If you want to hop into the FOF Training Center, I cannot encourage you enough to step in the door. You can come try a week for free. Uh, Check out our programming. I promise you'll probably see some strict pull-ups in there uh, and a lot of foundational movements. But um, y'all are awesome, and I am here if you need me. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me on social media at Fixed On Fitness. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Go have an awesome day.